Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. Welcome to the February 3rd, 2018 edition of Researcher 135 community call, Daily Talk, with your host, Rich Bernardo. This evening, we're going to be discussing, among other things, the massive demonetization that's going on at YouTube. And I have a lot of different uh, callers coming in tonight and a lot of different topics, and I've also printed out some material that I'm going to read excerpts from during the show. So I want to start off by welcoming California to the line and welcoming North Georgia to the show. Uh, Good evening, uh, California. Uh, hello, Ken. If you're on, that's you in California. If not, North Georgia, good evening, David. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. How are you doing this evening? Uh, Tell me, David, how your, uh, your YouTube efforts went this week. How's it going on that new deadline that they've put for everybody of February 20th, this new bar that they've set of the 1,000 subscribers and the 4,000 hours watch time. I know that's going to be a struggle for most small content creators to achieve. How are you coming along on that? Good evening, David. North Georgia, you are on uh, talk shoot. Good evening. Researcher 135's community call. Good evening, California. You are on Researcher 135's community call. Make a comment, ask a question. Good evening. Apparently, apparently, for anybody that's out there, some of the callers are having technical difficulties. At least that's what I'm hearing on my end. So uh, hopefully that will be resolved. Okay, good evening. Uh, As I I said just a moment ago, we'll be discussing the YouTube mass demonetization that goes into effect February the 20th. Tell me uh, what your efforts have been, uh, California, uh, so far uh, this week toward this new... uh, this new deadline, this new uh, bar that YouTube has set? Well, due to um, putting up some stuff against it and making people aware of it on Messenger, they keep resetting my Messenger. They'll send me a code and tell me my my pin's no good, and they'll send me a code. I'll reset it. I'll put in a pin, and then... As soon as I go to get back in Messenger, I'm told I, it, they're resetting it. So they're sending me in this round robin. And so, you know, I'm in this vicious circle going nowhere so I can't access the Messenger so I can continue to send messages out. Indeed, indeed. Well, there's some very definite censorship going on both at uh, Facebook and, and YouTube as well. And many people have reported on this and, and talked about this. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the things that I'll be reading later during the show at least touches upon that. Uh, so tell me how you're coming along, Ken, uh, as far as uh, subscribers to your channel go and, and minutes what? Well, you know, I started out here last week um, on a mission. You know, um, I really thought it was extremely unfair for all the content creators that have been on there for the past you know, five, eight years, whatever, three, four years. Right, right. So I've been um, subscribing. I've been uh, putting up videos saying I've taken their names and then you're watching the videos and then telling who they are and then suggesting 
um, on my video that you subscribe to them um, and, and then subscribe back. Put, go in the comments, tell them that you have subscribed to them and um, say something about the video. Anyways, the end results are I've ended up gaining like over 30 subscribers this past week. Oh, that's fabulous. Me, that's yeah, fabulous. And, and, over about a week and a half, I gained about 100 subscribers by doing very similar to what you did whenever someone does subscribe or I subscribe to them, then I confirm it down there in the comments below the video, and, and that indeed has led to many, many new subscriptions. I want to welcome North Georgia to the show. Good evening, North Georgia. Hey, can you hear me now? We can. We can. We have a good, sharp, clear connection now. Tell me what your efforts have been like this week in regards to YouTube. Well, I have set three brand new records this uh, this past month alone. I have gained 15 subs this month. I have broken more than 10,000 watch time minutes, and I have broken more than 6,000 views this month alone. Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Keep up the good work. That's what all of us have to do to try to to hold together. One of the things that, that I've talked about before and that I want to talk about some tonight is that, of course, it's a publicly traded company. YouTube is owned by Google. Google, in turn, is owned by Alphabet. Now, the top five Google shareholders include these people that I'm going to read off and tell you how much they own. It's Larry Page. Now, Larry Page was the co-founder of Google, and he's the chief executive order, the CEO of Alphabet. Uh, And this guy, of course, owns 25 thousand Class A common stock shares and 20 million Class C capital stock. He's one of the richest people in the United States with a net worth of 57.7 billion, according to Bloomberg. Second under that is a guy named Sergey Brin, who was born in Moscow, Russia. He and his family immigrated to the United States in 1979 when he was six. While completing his doctorate in computer science from Stanford, he met Larry Page, and the pair developed the search engine they called Google as a research project. The two founded Google in 1998. When the company had its initial public offering in 2004, they both became billionaires. And wow. then Sergey Brin, yeah, yeah. Sergey Brin, as of February 2018, which is right now, Owns 19.3 million Class C capital stock. Brent has a net worth of 56.1 billion, according to Bloomberg. So that's the two founding guys right there of Google. And of course, you know, Google purchased YouTube some years back. Uh, YouTube, of course, itself started out back in 2006, 2007. So it's been around a little over 10 years now. And then Google stepped in three, four, five years ago and and bought YouTube. And so all these decisions that are are being made, of course, are corporate decisions that are for their bottom line. And then their interests lie in, of course, the immediate and increased profit. Uh, And they're not particularly concerned about the little guy. They're not particularly concerned about the small content uh, creator, which is is why the small content creator is being thrown under under the bus. And it's a sad shame what's happening, and I'm glad that there is a, uh, a response and an effort on the part of small YouTubers to, first of all, to comply by trying to get the subscribers and then trying to get the uh, the watch time hours. But but then more importantly is that, that they're beginning to migrate to other other platforms if necessary, at least spread their eggs into more than one basket. All right, California, would you have a comment or North Georgia? Uh, yeah, I got a comment. Uh, you Go said. Ahead. Uh, you said we're branching out, and that's actually true for myself. Um, Good. I actually have a account. I've had an account set up for the ministry that I'm actually doing work for. Um, I'm at tonight. Um, I'm actually doing a production. I've got a production literally going on right now. I got somebody Great. on working that camera. Um, for a uh, pastor that I've recently just gained, and I'm going to be helping with his channel, getting it up and off the ground. But 
um, I started a channel for them over at GodTube. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at uh, PewPie, or no, not PewPie, uh, Pew, uh, PewTube. Yeah, PewTube, um, uh-huh. I'm considering about going on with them because I can back up my entire database of videos from YouTube with one click. And, I mean, it's going to cost me a little bit of money up front, but if YouTube decides to cut me out tomorrow and delete me, that's thousands upon thousands of hours I'm going to lose of data. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of hours of editing, shooting, and production. Absolutely. You know, that's going to really hurt. Yes, and yes, yes. I'm at, and I'm also looking at another one. Uh, I sent a request for the company to contact me. Um, is JW uh, Player. Okay. And when JW Player actually first come on the scene, they came out on the scene, uh, I want to say back in the... Early nineties, uh-huh. when YouTube first came on the scene, they were using JW players uh-huh. to get their format out there. Okay. And then as YouTube matured, they came up with their own format and a player. Uh-huh. And by what I'm seeing, it looks like I can join for like five dollars a month. Like okay. the very bottom basic line. But at the other end, it looks like they're going to do um, help advertise for me because it's, it said something about like guaranteed like 50,000 views up yeah. to 500 videos. So wow. That's, that's why I'm waiting on the company to call me back to see what the actual deal is. If it is advertisement for myself, then, yeah, I'm most definitely going to do it, and I'm going to let all my viewers know, you know, hey, this is the route to go. Because well, got- you know, exactly, David. And what you stumbled into, and I want to point out to, to our listeners and to, to fellow YouTube small content creators, now is a wonderful opportunity for another company to really step up to the plate and give YouTube a run for its money. Because you got all these upset, angry small YouTubers who are being demonetized. They're going to want to go somewhere. They're going to want to be monetized. They're going to want to get views. And this sounds like a wonderful, viable alternative, Peter David. That sounds great. Tell us more. Um, you know, I, I, I actually have an um, account set up with uh, Daily Motion. Yeah. And Daily Motion, the way it's actually set up is you can monetize it. From yeah. um, at the time of when I set it up, you could monetize specific videos at a specific rate. Mm-hmm. In other words, mm-hmm. if a viewer came on and what wanted to watch one of my high end videos that I was generating millions of views off of, I could charge up to I wanted to say like ninety dollars. Per mm-hmm. view, or as low as seventy nine cents per view. And, and you may like, want to you may want to do a lot of it at the low end because you'll get more views that way. And it, you know, you do as well, so to speak. If you get a thousand people paying seventy nine cents, as if you only get a handful paying ninety. So I definitely yeah. would own, aim for the low. Definitely keep it affordable for people. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and that's exactly what I looked at. I was like, you know, this is really cool. If if I can get my views, and now a couple of years later, now that I know more about the SEOs, how to right, really drive right. in my viewers, now I can go back over to these other platforms, take what right. I know, and work the system so it works yeah. for me instead of I'm working for them. North Georgia, and I would me. like to welcome, take a moment, I would like to take a moment, North Georgia, to welcome a new caller to the show. Northeast Texas, you are on the air. Good evening. Yes, I'm on. You are on. Yeah, what are we talking about tonight? Well, we are talking about, of course, we're talking about the the demonetization of the of the small content creator at YouTube. 
But it's also part of a bigger, broader picture uh, that you and I have talked about in, in past shows uh, when you've called in, and that is corporate America and the upper one percenters marginalizing the little guy, the working guy in the middle class. This is all part of an overall corporate picture uh, that, that's causing anybody who's not a member of the one percenter a run for their money, and people are having problems on all levels all over our society. Weigh in on that, if you would. Well, uh, I, I totally agree. I, I totally agree, but I don't, I don't think it's a conscious thing. I think it's just a product of machines uh, replacing people, and the people on the bottom will get replaced first. So what you're saying is corporate America considers all of us basically expendable. In other words, we're disposable. Obviously, we know that YouTube considers considers the small content creator disposable, and they're demonetizing. Of, it's estimated 95% of small content creators will be demonetized by these new new requirements that go into effect. Wow. Yeah, I agree. That's a big number. That's stunning. It's scary when you think about it. It's as if basically YouTube is turning its back on the small content creators who built it, and just embracing the Logan Pauls who get a million views and, you know, have 10,000, 50,000 subscribers, whatever. But it's the old story of, it's the same old story of, uh, of uh, you know, the whoever has the gold makes the rules. <laughs> only, uh, only the, the only difference is in modern times, the rules are are really out of whack. Big time. I mean, the, the rich are, the rich have all the money now. Oh yeah, yeah. Most of the wealth is concentrated traded, concentrated in the hands, and that's why they call them the upper one percenters. One percent of the uh, population worldwide owns the majority of the wealth. Yeah, but it didn't used to be that way. Right. There used to be a it didn't used to be, it used to be like you know more like three or four percent, five ten percent had all the money, but now mm-hmm. it's one percent. In other words, what I'm saying is, as we go through history, the, the wealth gap is getting wider because of, uh, of you know the, the rich have the machine, have the have the the technology, the machines, the, have the they have the technology. You've talked about how how jobs are being eliminated too. Uh, tell tell us some of the ways that that jobs are disappearing. Well, uh, I can give you a, a quick anecdote. Sure, sure. Over a period of, of over a period of like sixty years, fifty five years, something like that. I've seen I've seen machines take over. My personal jobs, which was uh, cotton picking, uh, mm-hmm. station attendant, mm-hmm. uh, screen printer, uh, refrigerator repair, a uh, couple of more I can't think of right off the top of my head. But I mean, I've been put out of business several times by machines just over mm. the course of my life. It's had to be frustrating. Oh yeah. Oh, no. sure is. And it's not just me; it's millions of people being put out of work by machines. They're picking, they're picking fruit. They're they're packing. They're they're doing everything. They're they're even when you when you when your doctor writes you a prescription, there's a machine telling him what to what 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 medications will mix with what other medications. <laughs> yeah. See, that's where you get into, to once again, into to algorithms and into artificial intelligence, into the to the bots. See, that's what's going on over there at YouTube. Uh, before all of this demonetization that's now going on, there was a bot that would go through and, and it would decide that if the content of your video was not advertised or friendly, they'd demonetize it. And I had, I don't know, 10% of my videos demonetized about three months ago, and of course I appealed each one individually. I won most of the appeals. But in the meantime, during that week or so, they were sitting there demonetized. They didn't make any money at all. 
you know, and I had to go okay. through that hassle of, of, of appealing it because the machine, the bot, the algorithm had made a mistake. It had wrongly and incorrectly demonetized my video. And YouTube, of course, you know. In some instances, about 72 hours, sometimes I would get them demonetized. I would get them remonetized in about a three-day period sometimes. Sometimes it took up to a week. Well, I'm glad that you got uh, were able to get uh, yours monetized. I was getting letters that uh, I couldn't uh, appeal apply for a uh, appeal until they had at least a thousand views. Mhm, mhm. Mm -hmm. Maybe about three percent of my videos demonetized, but. You got you got to look at how many videos I'm standing at. I'm standing right. at over 700 videos. Uh, over 600 of them are public. So you know, three percent. You think that's not a big number, but when you're looking across hundreds of videos, you know that's a fairly good number. That's about probably 30, 40 videos, if not more, that right. are being monetized. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have 1,700 up, and, and it was, you know, affecting a lot of mine, including some of what I will call my highest-rated money makers. you know. I had one on there that had 2,500 views. It was about a bear attack that took place up in Canada. They demonetized it, you know, and I, I appealed it and, and got it remonetized. I've got about four different versions of that particular video on there. Sometimes if you go back in and retitle a video and, and edit it a little and change it up a little, then it'll it'll fail through. The bot won't demonetize it. So there are ways around it to an extent. It's still yeah. an un, un, unfair and unnecessary hassle that for small content creators to have to go through. Yes, good point. And it might have been designed to do that anyway. Yes, yes. That, I'm glad you, you, you said that, California, because uh, I'm going to read to you guys from uh, – this is a, a blog. These are some comments that were made on, on a site called Minds, M-I-N-D-S. It is a rival site, a competing site to Facebook, and you can post links to your YouTube videos there on Minds. I should mention that, and I recommend that everybody do that. I recommend everybody join Minds as an alternative because it is an alt-tech alternative to Facebook. It was created as an alternative to Facebook. So let me let me mention that. Well anyway, on Minds, someone who calls himself Raven Wolfen, at Raven Wolfen, got on here and he, he says to Toronto Biz, and again they're talking about YouTube. Listen carefully you guys, because I know we have a lot of gun owners out there. The YouTube firearms community kind of does what you do. They were the first to get hit by the Adpocalypse. Now, let me tell you about Adpocalypse. Adpocalypse was when YouTube went around demonetizing all kinds of content that they didn't basically think was politi politically correct. So guess what? The, the people that were talking about guns and ammo and how to clean your gun and how to go target practicing and all of this, that stuff was getting demonetized. Anyway, yep. they were the first to get hit by the Adpocalypse very early on. Many got their videos flagged and channels taken down. YouTube was actually taking their channels down. It was nuts. They did not take that crap. They decided instead to create their own video sharing site, which I haven't been to, and I recommend I'm going to check it out. I recommend everybody listening check it out. They created their own video sharing site called Full30.com. That's Full30.com, in case their channels were taken down. So basically these people decided, hey, you know, they're going after our channels. Let's go, go do something about it. Let's create our own platform. They saw the writing on the wall. And then uh, he says, yeah, some people were onto it early and did something about it, but it took me a while to catch on. He says, I feel bad for people who are heavily invested there and now find themselves in a battle uh, with the anonymous thought police as it eats up their time and stifles their creative side. And that was from Von Bulow at Von Bulow. And then here's another response. YouTube is run by leftist liberals, and anyone who threatens their agendas gets shut down. For that reason, I no longer subscribe to their garbage on and run side. That guy's angry as you can see. But there's an element of truth to that. 
As a matter of fact, Google itself is run and controlled by extreme liberal leftists, and they do go through and demonetize people who espouse far-right views. And I, and, I, and I, that's just not me saying that. You can find that all over the place. You can research it. You'll find people who had their videos demonetized because the content of their video was not politically correct. That's going on. There is a censorship going on at YouTube that was taking place way before this demonetization thing started. I have nope. a question. Yeah. How much does it cost to set up your own, like Google or whatever? You know what I mean? That is a good platform. question, and go go ahead and weigh in on that. Uh, both both uh, California and North Georgia, go ahead and weigh in on on that. Well, I um, don't know what it would cost. I have no clue personally. Now I know uh, by the research I have seen. To get a good website set up, that is about fifteen, fifteen to sixty dollars a month. And with this player that I have recently found, which is about five dollars a month, or if you talk to the uh, company and they've actually said it publicly that they will give the player away for free if you're a small enough company and need that player you can you you're looking at maybe seventy five to a hundred dollars per month to get to start the platform and once you pretty much get the platform started that's all legwork with SEO. And well, but you let me can let me add it up. Let me add to what uh you're saying there with, with some stuff that, that is very important. And that is when you begin to get very, very high traffic and you begin to get a lot of people posting videos, the cost then becomes in the servers. And, and there is additional expense, yeah. some substantial expense involved in having enough servers to handle all of that traffic of the people uploading the videos, the people watching the videos. So at and you point, need to have them in different, you're going to have to have them in different states depending on how many people are in each state using them. Well, so it is an involved process, and I wouldn't think that anyone should go in with, with, with very, very low capital. It is something that would require, if not deep, deep pockets, then you need multiple investors to, to pool resources to try to get something like that. off. That's if you're going to grow and be very big. Now, you know, something I'm sure can be done on the small and on the cheap, of course, but but if you're going to grow and, and get a lot of traffic and a lot of people, eventually there's going to have to be some investment made. But it's oh, still, yeah. it is it is still legal to do that. You can set up your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's still perfectly 100% legal. Um, websites like uh, GoDaddy.com, uh, you can go um, use their service and they will help you set up a uh, your own URL. Um, there's um, a couple others. Uh, Wix, you can, but with Wix, is it is more to use as a supporting website because Wix has been known in the past to just randomly just take your site down. And I've heard this across multiple platforms from multiple professionals that it. It's best to just use it as a support network for your website versus putting all your eggs in one basket on this website because they have been known to take them down and you could be setting out 150,000. I know one case, he said he lost, I want to say $45,000 before he realized what wish, um, um, what Wix had done to him. Damn, that's messed up. Yeah. But now this individual happens to be now, he slipped up, um, I think, last year and actually showed his books, and he's making seven-figure a year. Or, no, it may be seven-figure a month. But, I mean, he's a very well-known YouTuber, and he sells his... He uses his videos to give out free information that if you go in and watch his stuff, you can actually use what he's teaching to promote your 
channel on YouTube, even though he's promoting and selling and trying to teach you affiliate marketing, but it's really the it's one and the same, if you honestly think about it. Uh, having a YouTube channel is just like a business. What is marketing affiliate? You're having a business, you're trying to sell a product. And that's where he makes most of his money is selling his products. California, uh, recently yeah. you have discovered a lot of, uh, of things, a lot of ways in which people can promote their YouTube channels. Uh, one thing that you introduced me to that I've been using is YouTube Buddy, which I really enjoy. I downloaded that, and it, it, it has all sorts of things you can do to tweak your videos and enhance them and, and do different things to them, you know. Tell us a little bit about some of the things you've discovered. Well, actually, I, the TubeBuddy um, is something that I had, I haven't, it was a link that I had sent you. I knew that it was used, that it was pretty good. I think um, George, not George, North George over there, I think he's familiar with that one as well. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. He's hearing it. He's hearing it. Yeah, well, it's just, just a bunch, you know, like, like you were saying, the, um, yeah. So far, I have found YouTube to be a very useful device. Go ahead. Yeah. We'll have a little bit of time after. And uh, I think, Georgia, you've also, North Georgia, been using uh, YouTube Buddy, haven't you? I've been using YouTube Buddy, yes. Uh Uh-huh. I've actually, I've used TubeBuddy for the last year. And one of the awesome features that TubeBuddy has got, um, when you log into their website and you go down and see just how many, how much time you're saving. In the last year alone, I have saved over 4,100 um, hours just in last year alone. And they always figure rough at a $20 an hour rate, but if I'm out here and I have a fairly large channel that I believe that can afford my rate, I charge $25 an hour. I have roughly saved myself, me working for myself, $100,000 in the last year just using this tool alone. Um, you can use it to sort your tags. Um you can use it to um, uh, suggest new tags. You can use uh-huh. it to figure out when the best time is to publish. And I have uh-huh. several videos on my channel talking about this, showing how to use it. You can make thumbnails. I mean, it's all in one. And using the free version, you do get a lot with the free version. I just recently got a 14-day free trial of Pro, uh-huh. and I'll tell you what, for small YouTube creators that can't afford it, yeah. buy for the year. I think it's like less than 50 bucks for the year, okay? If I was to uh, do it per year, I'd be paying $120 because I'm, I have more views than 50,000 lifetime views. I'm almost at 90,000 lifetime views. I wish I had done it. I wish I had bought it last year when I had less than uh, about 45,000 views. I wish I had done it then. Because you get mm-hmm. so more, you get um, some of the pictures where they restrict you, uh, you get a lot more. Like um, there's uh, suggestive uh, tags. You get like fifteen, twenty more. Um, I mean, there's just so much I keep coming across. I'm like, wow, I got more features here. I got more features here. So you know, TubeBuddy is definitely an investment, but it's only an investment if you have a computer. You're running um, Chrome. 
to do all your videos because it's a it's only a Chrome extension. You can't mm-hmm. you can't put it as no other extension. I keep uh, I look once twice a month to see if I can get it for my phone. They have yet to get it out for Android, but my uh, information I have gotten is they are working on an app for a phone. They just haven't got it out yet. California, go ahead. Go ahead, Northeast Texas. What is, I'm hearing a lot about, I'm, I'm 72 years old and not very, very high tech. I'm hearing a lot about the net neutrality. Does that have anything to do with what y'all are talking about? What is net no. neutrality? What is California, I think I'll let you weigh in on net neutrality. Well, I really, I, I personally, I don't know much about it myself. What I know is that it, it, there are pros and cons to both sides of the thing. Tell us what you've heard, Northeast Texas. It's, it's all about uh, something to do with the internet freedom, keeping the inter- internet free for different different kinds of. I will will attempt to present it as I understand it, and then North Georgia, if if you have something that you want to add to what I'm saying, well, feel free to add to what I'm saying. As I understand it, before they repealed the net neutrality, and, you know, that recently happened, it was set up so that uh, these ISPs or service providers or even the big boys like Time Warner or Comcast or suddenly – couldn't start charging an arm and leg for for data, and and couldn't slow down. In other words, they can slow your 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 bit rate down, your signal down. They can slow the rate down at which we're able to do stuff uh, online in favor of the big boys. All right, let's just say there's this big company that's spending a lot of money with Time Warner or Comcast. They're going to get fast speed. Everything's going to go really smooth and really fast. But you're just a little guy over here paying your little monthly. They're, they're, you, you, they'll slow you down. In other words, the idea was that with net neutrality, everybody would basically have the same speed, as I understand it, in terms of whatever they're doing, whether it's uploading a video or whether it's watching a video or whether it's posting on Facebook, whatever it is, we're all equal under the net neutrality, as I understand it. Now, now that they've repealed that, it's sort of open, it's open season now for companies to start charging exorbitant amounts for extra uh, data or extra rates, you know, for you to you maybe make your go a little faster to make your Wi-Fi signal go a little. That's the way I sort of understand it. Is that that's the way you understand it, North Georgia? Yeah, that's exactly the way I understand it. And I can tell you some of the corporate giants, uh, Windstream. Um, a lot of people don't or haven't heard of Windstream, which Windstream, I I, I give them props on. The way they've handled it is they've kept it hush hush, like a small uh, small company, small local company. But Net, um, Windstream is an actual global. Um, they're a Fortune 500 company. I mean, we're talking a net of more than six billion dollars per year, and they only go after. Phone lines, and when I say phone lines, I mean sixty-year-old copper phone lines. That's all they go after. So you're you've got ninety percent of your customers in the rural area that really don't have an option but them. And even where I'm at, we have uh, ETC, which is a great competitor. And they're doing really good, but the nearest ETC line is a mile and a half from my house. And we can't get enough people to sign up to get ETC to run us that next mile and a half to gain potentially millions across the next 10, 20 years just to get rid of Windstream. Windstream um, charges... I'm supposed to be paying $40 with high-speed Internet, and we're talking more than 12 megs per second, 
or at 12 megs per second, and a meg upload. I'm paying $125 for 12 megs download and 0.72 megs upload. I have not, no means ever paid what I was supposed to be paying. I have by no means ever gotten the service I was supposed to be getting. So I decided, okay, well, I'm going to sue them. No. As soon as they caught wind, I was suing them. My internet bill skyrocketed and has skyrocketed mm-hmm. ever since. We got mm-hmm. neighbors. My neighbor next door <clears throat> is literally paying a quarter of what I'm paying and getting the exact same service. The exact mm-hmm. same download and the exact same upload. And Windstream, as soon as they can, they're going to cash in on this and they're going to charge whoever, whatever they want. And unfortunately, hopefully, I'm with a different provider because I tell you what, um, even HughesNet, HughesNet, I love HughesNet. They had great download speed, great upload speed, but the problem is for $125, which was what I was paying with Windstream, I only got 60 gigs of data. But yes, in YouTube, yes. you know it's all about that data. Absolutely. I'm 200 gigs a data a month, and I'm paying like $225 a month, and I'm like, I can't afford this. Okay, listen, uh, North Georgia, I want to weigh in on that briefly with an anecdote from one of my callers who lives in rural Illinois. She's in uh, northern Illinois and, and, you know, way out in the boondocks out in the country, and she used to use net. She was running into the exact same thing that you're describing uh, in, in that she would run out of data, and then when she ran over and used extra data, then then there comes that higher bill. And she got really frustrated and upset about that uh, data rate cap that she would be exceeding all the time. It would even she, she used to call in. She was a frequent caller to my show nearly every week. In fact, I wish she was here tonight, but she'll probably call in next week. At any rate, uh, she got really frustrated with Usenet because of that data cap, and she related this this experience to me, and it was affecting her in in, in that way. So that parallels what you're talking about. Oh yes, and when, um, it, it, if they go to the negative, then we're going to be poor. We mm-hmm. we are all going to be poor. I mean, now if you look at the ten or twenty percent that you know windstream says, oh, yeah, they're exceeding their expectation and all their customers are getting their uh, getting what we promise, that's because it's in their home state where the corporate office is. Mm-hmm. And the fiber mm-hmm. optic run everywhere in that state. But you get outside that state, and that's when the service drops. Yeah. I mean, it's completely frustrating. And something that California and I have discussed extensively, and and I've done shows about this as well, and and you're, I'm sure, aware of it, North Georgia, and that is how these big corporations, they'll put spin on anything. You know, they'll create publicity that make everything sound rosy and smooth, and to the general public that doesn't know what's going on, they're not aware. And there's no investigative journalism going on like used to be going on. You know, 60 Minutes used to go in and expose things. That's not happening now, you know. In, in fact, if it's not for us spreading the word about this uh, YouTube demonetization, the average person who only watches YouTube videos and has never uploaded one, they don't know about this. The average person who only occasionally gets on YouTube, they don't know about this. It's up to us to spread the word to the public about what YouTube is doing to the small content creator. We have to make the public aware. I actually heard from one of my um, uh, subs, and for for the company I work with, I do uh, manufacturing fiberglass parts, and uh-huh. it's all custom parts. Our biggest customer, one of our uh, inspectors, happens to be one of my subs, uh-huh. and he actually asked me about the demonization. How was I, was I how was I affected? And I told him, well, I said, I'm going to be demonetized. And he made a comment and informed me that it was because some big YouTuber screwed up. And that's what ultimately 
YouTube is doing is trying to teach us all a lesson because he screwed up or they screwed up. Well, I'll tell you what what he's referring to, and I want to bring that out because I think California is aware of this too. There's a young man named Logan Paul, and he's one of the big-time stars of YouTube. This guy's got 10 million subscribers, and he gets a million views on every one of his videos. Well, he went over to the Suicide Forest uh, right after Christmas, right before uh, New Year's. He went over to the Suicide Forest in Japan. It's right there next to Mount Fuji. And people go into that forest in Japan to commit suicide. Well, this young man and his buddies went off in there with their cameras, and they found a guy who was hanging from a tree, and they filmed that dead body. And they made jokes and comments and and, uh, remarks that were disrespectful of the dead, and they uploaded that video to YouTube. There was an instant public outcry and reaction. This was all over the news. You can still look this up. The young man who did this was named Logan Paul. Now, YouTube took their time with responding and even taking the video down. And say Logan Paul ended up taking the video down himself and issuing another video that he apologized that he was wrong, he shouldn't have done it. Of course, that video got a million views, too. Now, this young man we're talking about, Logan Paul, makes $1.2 million a year off of YouTube, okay? All right? Yes, that's what we're talking about. Those are the kind of creators that YouTube is now trying to cater to. They're trying, that's the little 5% that are going to be left after they get rid of all of us. They're just trying to keep the money makers. But yes, his mistake gave them an excuse to go after the little guy, and that's what they've done. They've used what he did as an excuse to attack the little guy. So so you were told correctly that that's the background story that, that he was referring to right there. Okay, I, 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 once you started uh, telling me about the suicide uh, force, I remember uh, one of my other subs was telling me about it. I happened to see them and never told me about it. And I, 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 I didn't hear about it. You know, I, I stay on YouTube and I try to keep up with the latest information of what's going on, but. I hadn't heard it, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm sure I'll hear about it. And then that was it. I never heard any more about it. But, yeah, now that does make a lot of sense. I mean, I'm, I'm so not we, laughing about what he did, but I'm right, right. my situation. Well, it's the, the sad part about it is that the small content creators are now paying the price for his stupidity and his mistake. And and what's so sad about it is that YouTube used that incident as an excuse to go after the little guy, and that's exactly what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're definitely paying for it, but I have a feeling YouTube's going to be uh, saying I'm sorry and they're going to be changing their policy. And I'm not saying it's going to happen in this year. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's going to happen in two years. My prediction, my personal prediction, is it's going to probably take out probably five to six years before YouTube goes, oh, my God, what happened? You know what? We're, you know what we're the beauty. all of our creators, and yes, it's because you, we went elsewhere. You know what the beauty is? That's exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> the beauty of all this is we can move on over we can start uploading our videos to all of these other sites. We can still upload them to YouTube. We're just not going to get paid unless we've reached that threshold. But by God, if we're not going to get paid by YouTube, we might as well go elsewhere, whether they pay us or not. And I'm talking to YouTube, and I'm talking Speak Out, the former BitChute, and I'm talking Daily Motion. All of these places that, that we've, we've discussed before, yes, let's support them. There's one called Meta Cafe. There's one called Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O. I want to urge all small content creators to go ahead and back their videos up by posting them on these other platforms, these other sites. I'm getting more views, uh, literally, I'm getting more views over on YouTube and Speakout, which is formerly known as Mitchie. I'm getting more views there on my videos than I am there on YouTube. No kidding. So go figure that one out. Yeah. And uh, YouTube is actually a small, I mean, on the retrospect of things, they're actually a very small company with like ten thousand um 
channels, and I want to say I seen like it was fifty or sixty thousand videos. Whichever they're growing. Is about to <laughs> they're growing though, you know. Yeah. Per sub, I go, I go in there. You know, somebody like me that's got several hundred videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and pay that money to back up, back their videos up. You know, that number is just going to skyrocket. Now, once they have seen maybe less than a million views, and that was just here this week when I was checking it out. Because I want to say it was either you or um, uh, Ken was talking about it, and I uh-huh. was looking on looking for a different platform to uh, potentially make some money. Because if I'm not making money on my videos when I do have downtime, then I have to do like what I'm doing now, and I'm doing content or I'm recording for someone else. I just did. Uh, I just finished uh, my second commercial um, today. I, I've been having to work my Sabbath for the past few months, just trying to get some kind of views and work out there. And I'm picking. I'm slowly picking work up, but with you know, seeing that demonization, I know. In a month, you know, it's going to go downhill, and I'm just going to have to get 10 times more creative. And I've spent, in like three and a half years, I've spent a little over, I want to say, I've not spent $110. But I have been so creative at getting those views out there, learning how to do this with no money, that when I do find a way of backing all my content up, for five dollars, yeah, I'm gonna try it, and if it does work, I'm gonna tell the masses about it. Because you do it for a month, okay? You stop the subscription, you get built up. You do it another month, you know, a couple months later, and just slowly back your videos up like that. Otherwise, well, let me tell you. Got... Let me tell you. I want to agree with everything you said, and I want to weigh in with this anecdote. It's all about your content. It's all about your talent. And Hollywood realized that 50 years ago. Those big producers at the studios realized, you know what? It doesn't matter if we put Clark Gable there or we put Cary Grant there or we put John Wayne there or whoever. If the script is good, it's going to go. And the audience is going to love it, and it's going to become a hit. So the secret is in the mix. The secret is in the content. The secret is in what you're doing. It's the writers who make these great movies and these great videos. It's us who think the stuff up. You know what I mean? It's yep. not the actor always. It is the content creator. It's the writer, the scripter. That's why it's so important that you have a good script. And, you know, in a bad script, a movie will think, you know, instantly. That's it. The oh, secret yeah. is in the content. And you're a good content creator, and that's what I would hope all of us are looking at is improving our content. Well, I appreciate that. Um, now, here, here's what uh, a lot of YouTube creators and some of the small YouTube creators don't realize is that YouTube actually forked out, I want to say it was like 10 or $15 million um, here a few years back to try to uplift and re-promote and get more viewers coming in. They paid and helped and spent like a million dollars per channel, paid these big, famous um, actors Mm -hmm. to do their channel. And what they realized is when 90% of them went belly up, could not get a single view, it was because an actor and a YouTuber are two different types. You've got a lean back audience and you've got a lean forward audience. We have the lean forward audience. They're ready to click off at any moment. Are they doing a song in title? Are they doing a song? Hey, I want to weigh in for a minute because I know both both of you guys, California, I know you've seen her too, the CEO. And I've heard it's pronounced Wachowski. I don't know. Was Jackie? Who knows? But Susan, our dear CEO of YouTube, 
She's got her own channel on there, but she only has two videos up. I wondered if either of you two have seen the two videos that the CEO of YouTube put up that Susan uploaded. Have you, have you either of you guys watched those? California, you still there? Just make sure nobody wobbles it, you know. North Georgia, you're still here. Yeah, I'm still here. I, I was having to talk to uh, one of my um, That's camera okay. I was asking uh, California if he had seen our, our CEO, Susan uh, Washchicki. I've heard different ways to pronounce it. The CEO of YouTube, she's got her own channel, and she's got a couple of videos up. And I just wondered if you had seen her two videos and what your response was. Oh, no. I've, I've not seen that. I'm going to have to go uh, check her out tonight. Yeah, check her out. Check her out. <laughs> that, California, that, are you still with us? That, that will most definitely make for a fun and interesting video. Um, well, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Will be coming out, uh, go ahead. It's probably going to come out in March, but it is a gun video, so I know it's not going to be demon- or monetized. May may actually come out in April. Um, I come across a very old 22 long rock. Uh-huh. Um, it's actually so old it does not have a serial number. So we okay. were actually able to date it approximately 1940s by the style and the information we have on it. Right. Um, but the stock actually breaks down. And through a forearm grip. So uh-huh. it literally looks like two pistol grips. And I'm going to be launching that. Uh, I've got to shoot it tonight and uh, get it back to my brother tomorrow. But, I mean, he come across it. He sent me some pictures. He's like, I was like, dude, man, I want to, I, I want to look at this. So he text me Thursday, he's like, hey, why don't you take it home for the weekend, shoot it, see what you think, and i tell you what, I, we shot it, we shot a whole box between mm-hmm. it and my little one's, uh, my little one's 22, and everybody that picked it up, sight on target, bam, we hit target every single time, I think my little one did seven out of eight shots. Hitting target. We're talking an eight-inch target at thirty yards, maybe thirty-five yards, and she doesn't do a lot of shooting. And mm-hmm. we're like, "Wow!" I mean, very beautiful gun. Handles great. So, no. Wow! Wow! That's fantastic. But yeah, that video will be coming out probably April. Well, look, I look forward to seeing that. I look forward to that. That's going to be good. Yeah, I'm on talk to so. California, you, are you still with us? California. Well, it looks like we've lost Ken, but in, we've got about nine minutes left in the show. Um North Georgia, I would like for you to, in these last few minutes, just give advice to the small YouTuber, uh, you know, things that they can do, both both in terms of their channel there and in branching out and, and so forth. Got one more video after this. All right, the what? I had to speak to one Dave, of my I'm just suggesting that, that maybe you give advice to the small content creator on some of the ways that they can deal with this and cope with this new demonetization and, and even some of the ways they can improve their channel or branch out. I um well the best the best thing I have to say on this is keep your spirit up. Right. We right. will eventually and you will eventually grow. It does take time. Now thank mm-hmm. you yes, i I have a hundred 5,960 subs. Um, technically in the considered a tiny channel. But you look at my content, you look at my quality, I'm up there with the big boys. I got right, over 500 right. plus, you know, videos. Yeah, I'm yeah. staying steady. 
I'm producing what makes me happy. I produce uh-huh. what I want. I produce what inspires me. I get the children involved, you know, and I just I keep going for it. I would like to take this, a moment to this little bump is nothing to me. I'm gonna branch out. I'm gonna find other alternatives. Sure, um, sure. They um something um here's one thing I've noticed on small content creators. Uh-huh. If they do do a, a description, they do no tags. Or if they do tags, they do no uh, description. Or uh-huh. they do none of the both. Uh-huh. Description is where your SEO is. It's there we go. There we go. It's in description and it's in your tags. The computer is going to look at the title first. If you uh-huh. got a good title, you might get by in the analytics. Yeah. But if you've got a good SEO using your main keywords at least uh-huh. three times in your description, you're going to rank a lot higher. But a lot of content creators don't use the maximum amount of characters. Nowhere near close. I see maybe. 100, 200 words at best um, on it. I suggest to my content creators and to your listeners, try to use 500 words. There we go. There we go. 500 words is not a lot, but at the same time it is. If you look at 5,000 characters, you divide the average word of being five letters it gives yeah. you around 800, almost 900 words. Right. The 500 words, the last bit you use for your uh, link. Put your yeah. most important link at the very top of your description. You have yeah. a higher chance of them clicking on it. Right. North Georgia, the, I would like to welcome a new caller to the show. Southeast Texas, good evening. Hello, Southeast Texas. Okay, they're there, and I can see that they're there, but they didn't respond, so I'm not sure what happened. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said. Go ahead and elaborate some more. Uh, and the the other thing is the tag. You can get away with a one- or two-word tag mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you choose the correct wording. But the most common method is at least three words like how to do you know you're going to get some views off if you're doing how to video but try to use sentences because when you use your keywords at least once twice or more in a tag and you're making it make sense it's going to make sense to the algorithm and it's going to place you even higher. And that's with TubeBuddy. You can use it to sort your tags. As in, you may have your 10th tag would rank number one, and so your 15th tag will rank number 10. You can, hit, you can tell it to auto-sort, and it will put by rank your tags at the top and work their way down. Even if they don't have a number bomb, they are automatically ranked, and they will continue to rank them on down the page, which helps get your SEO with that analytics up there, and you have a higher chance of being viewed. Did y'all figure right. out who, who that was? In the, future, okay. in, in the future, North Georgia, I'd like to do a show perhaps with you as a guest, and we'll talk about nothing but SEO, because that's what all this is about. And I want to do a shout-out again right quick. Uh, California, are you still with us? Seems like we've lost Southeast Texas. Southeast Texas is gone, but uh, I, I show California to still be on the board. At any rate, uh, thank you for the CEO. And again, North Georgia, thank you for calling into the show. We have two minutes left. And I want to I want to thank everybody for having been here tonight. If you had one 
sentence, one piece of advice, North Georgia, that you would give to all small content creators, what would it be? Hang in there. You can Thank do you that. very much. Yes, we can. Oh, I want to thank everybody that's been here tonight, everyone who's called in, everybody who's listened, and I want to wish everybody a wonderful evening and a great weekend. Good night. All right. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.